When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Adam Mitchell. You're listening to Tom and Zeus and the Shout It Out Loudcast. Rock on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Stop pressing the button. Star? Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck you do? Hey, fucko. Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 172, Paul Stanley versus Radio Chick. The Paul, radio chick. Paul Stanley. The radio chick does not ask him that question. <laughs> Paul Stanley. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. Well, this is this is another deep dive episode that you're only going to get when you listen to us, right? Yeah. We like to break down and dissect like the great Ted Sarandis used to do on WEEI radio, sports talk radio. Nobody has to dodge debris on this show, though, so you're safe. Jordan Koran. <laughs> um, yeah, we yeah. like to pick, we like to pick up these interviews, these clips that are uh, pretty relatively unknown uh, by most people, and uh, let you guys hear them, kind of make your decision, and then of course hear our criticism, uh, commentary on them. And uh, this one's no different. This will be a fun one. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Again, as usual. Um, you know, me and Tom say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We don't discuss our feedback. Not at all, have, ever. So nope. we're going to hear what each other thinks about it, as you guys are. Exactly. But before we go forward, we go backwards. Last week, we, it seems like two weeks ago, because it was so long ago, we did an episode uh, with uh, Chris Jericho and PJ Farley, and we recapped our Matt March Madness, the end of the road madness tournament with those guys, and what was a fucking unbelievable fun night mm-hmm. with those guys. Yep. Um, 
And uh, we did a poll based on that, Tom. What was the poll? Yeah, so we took the the runners up in the final four. So Come On and Love Me lost to I Stole Your Love in the championship. And the other two songs in the final four were King of the Nighttime World and Creatures of the Night. So we figured, all right, let's match those two up uh, and see what would have happened there. And King of the Nighttime World won. And yeah, it still pisses me off that Creatures of the Night even advanced that far. But people love that. It's it's makeup kiss. Uh, it was a little bit closer than I thought. King of the Nighttime World won 57 to 43. Um, it should be about 97 to 3 on that matchup, if you want my opinion. But um, yeah, a lot of people uh, loving the Creatures song. I was surprised it got that kind of feedback. But um, yeah, and just some episode feedback. You guys love that that episode. We had a we, obviously we had an, an unbelievable time. Uh, great time with that. One of the common comments that we got about that episode that we were really happy that you guys picked up on was that, you know, a lot of you guys said, Hey, I love these kind of episodes where you guys are just kind of shooting the shit, sitting around just guys talking about kiss. And I said the same thing, talking about the band. We love talking about the music. We love it was great. Uh, it was a blast. couple quick comments here from uh, Twitter. Um, MD says Chris and PJ were great. Regardless of whether my bracket wasn't anywhere near what the Kiss Tards ended up with, I'm comforted in thinking that Chris would have liked it. All right. Um, let's see. Our buddy Lance. Great to hear PJ on here. I agree with Jericho that Strutter should have been disqualified. Eh, that's wrong. Uh, the 80s got screwed, of course. Uh, but since people want to put me in the Alice Cooper guillotine for my love of 80s Kiss, I'm not surprised. Wave that banner for 80s Kiss Jericho. Yes, of course. Uh, but Makeup Kiss is always going to be non-Makeup Kiss. It's Unfortunately, it's got like no shot. Um, yeah, like right here, uh, our buddy Ken and Satan Service. I love these shooting the shit episodes. Reminds me of me and my buddies, especially the arguments and the farts that ensue. No farts on the Zoom recorders, I think. Uh, I think we were safe there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our buddy Nige. He says, I agree with I Am Jericho. Turn on the night and sure know something. A two of my favorite Kiss songs. I Stole Your Love is killer. But if adding Turn on the Night or Sure Know Something to the set would make people lose their shit. Awesome episode and get PJ Farley back for more revenge stories. Yeah, that was a nice little bonus right there. Hearing his stories about Trickster Torrent Revenge. So, uh, yeah, you guys love that episode. And obviously we did, too. So, uh, yeah, that's some uh, that's some Twitter stuff right there on uh, PJ and Jericho. Over on the Book of Face, um, Charles Eaton said, great episode, guys. CJ and PJ were great at reviewing the tournament and the screw-ups of the tournament. I'm now highly anticipating the new quarantine release from Hot in the Shade and really hoping it's going to be Read My Body. Oh, boy. Makeup Eric Kiss always crushes early 80s and 90s Eric Kiss in any tournament. Tournament. Yes. When they face off. The only way to remedy the kiss tards getting their way is to do a tournament of only non-makeup era songs. Welcome, Charles Eaton, to Shout It Out Loud, Cat. Yes. Must be be your first year here. We did that, my friend. Second year. Um, Yep. No Ace Cult representation. No Peter Chris representation. Let's find out what the makeup era kiss tards want to listen to if makeup songs aren't on the table. It may be the only way to give them non-makeup era songs the spotlight they richly rightly deserve. And Charles, go to shoutitoutloudcast.com and then click on the March Madness Tournament 
and look at uh, the second year. We did a non-makeup tournament, which yep. I believe uh, Tears of Fallen won, correct? Yep. Although, yeah, those completed brackets are all there for your review for all the tournaments. And as of this right now, um, the the current March Madness, the end of the road mess, that's that's all still up on our website. All the polls, everything, we haven't taken that down yet. That'll stay up there for a little bit so people can go back and catch up and review it. So that's all there, including the completed bracket in every poll. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who knows what we're going to do next year? Uh, you know, we always try to change it up. Unfortunately, every year I'm always disappointed because the kiss tards, no matter what they say, no matter what you do, they always just gravitate to the fucking yep. most typical uh, kiss tard fucking song. And then hence Paul comes back with this is what they want. Exactly. And that's the problem. Anyway, um, Mark Weiss, the, the talk on why Paul may not allow songs from revenge in the set was interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if Paul felt that way. And Zeus is right. But why do they play songs from Creatures of the Night? Creatures of the Night was a disaster financially, and the album didn't sell. They have no issues playing songs from that era. I'm sure it's because it's makeup album. That's Love- exactly it. But but that, that actually is a great point. Revenge had videos. Creatures of the Night had videos. Both albums were relatively unsuccessful slash borderline successful. But they got... War Machine, I Love It Loud, nothing from Revenge. It's a great, it's an interesting point. It's the makeup stuff. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Um, and those are two Gene songs from Creatures as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, which, and now that you think about it as far, like, to keep the discussion going, Tom. Yeah. People go and see the demon on stage. They don't want to see 80s Gene on stage. So they'd rather say, well, Gene's singing a song called War Machine or I Love It Loud, right, right. between the eyes. That plays better. Yeah. You know? So. Yep. It's true. Tim Breen. Uh-oh. <laughs> Currently <laughs> listening. Current Kiss can't play anything from the Revenge era because Tommy can't play it. Seriously, he's just not that good of a guitar player. He can barely do Tears of Falling. When he does, it's flaccid and lackluster. Okay. He's here's where he's right. Tommy Thayer is an awesome guitar player. Okay. But here's the problem with Tommy Thayer. And let, let me, I'm, I want to brace everybody for my comments here because I like, I'm a Tommy fan. I'm not a, an ace cult guy. Tommy is plays like he's a rote guitar player. There's really no nuance or identity to him. You know when Ace is playing. You know when Bruce Kulick is playing. You know when Vinnie Vincent is playing. When Tommy Thayer's playing, you're like, oh, yeah, there's an electric guitar playing. It doesn't mean he's bad. It just means, and which is why we said he, he cannot nail that Tears of Falling solo at all. Can't do it. Yeah, there's a little more to the comment. I thought you'd, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Bruce could never have put Ace's makeup up. Fuck that shit. Brees had his own identity in the band by putting on Ace's iconic makeup. It would have destroyed that forever. Fuck cheater Chris. No free pass. Anyone else in that iconic makeup destroys it for me. Before Kiss dubbed the characters as Spaceman Catman, they were simply known as Ace Fraley and Peter. Ace Fraley. <laughs> I was and, just going to say. <laughs> I have to correct myself. Of course. And Peter and Chris, who invented those iconic characters as extensions of their persona, personal likes and personalities. Fuck the imposters and what the current kiss has become. End of rant. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for the comment, Tim. And because you're fucking just commenting on this shit, I love it. 
I love it because I can comment right back to you, buddy. Yep. Nonsense. Nonsense with that shit. Everybody has bands that fucking they love and new people come in. So what, what the Stones can't have four fucking three or four different iconic guitar plays in that band. People going in and out of bands constantly. They're supposed to quit. Right? No, they need to have new people in it. And Kiss is known for those images. I don't fucking blame them. No, I'm sorry. Peter can't do it. I love, I'm the biggest Peter Chris fan. Put somebody in there. I just wish he fucking didn't look like he's bored when he's up there. And I wish he wouldn't fucking look like an idiot with that wig and that makeup and those no shoes and that dress. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the, the old, I think it's a tired argument. It is. It's a tired argument. Oh, yeah. no one should be there. Impostors. Come on. That's fucking childish. No need to fucking. Oh, they, they, they can't be in there. You don't want to like them. You don't have to. But to say that if they're stealing it or it's nonsense, they have a right to be there. I want to see Kiss perform. I want to see Ace is makeup on fucking Tommy. I don't want Tommy out there fucking the dog boy or, uh, oh, he has to wear fucking something out. No, that's Kiss that I remember. And that's Kiss performing. So I, I, I just I just think that argument's tired. But. We love to hear everyone's different opinions, and it's always welcome there. Right. Uh, over on Loudcast, Sean DeHaan, your buddy there. Yeah, Sean. Great episode. I agree with Jericho about Forever, one of their best songs, and losing out early was criminal. However, Chris, you were way offside about Nowhere to Run. Turn on the Night is a great song. Really should have been a huge hit. So is Nowhere to Run. Yep. Nowhere to Run is one of the best songs they've ever done, period. I, I just, because I fucking think Sean is so right. I had to fucking read that yeah. one. Yeah. That fucking nowhere to run is legendary. Yeah. That's a tough matchup. Those are two huge, like, quote unquote, deep cuts that Kiss fans adore. Nowhere to run and turn on yeah. the night. Tough matchup. Our buddy Tony Musalem, handheld, handheld mics. Wow. Rocking it old school. Yeah. And I jumped in and said, yeah, that's because we were using a portable zoom recorder. I don't know if there's another way to use a portable zoom recorder without handheld mics. If there is, then tell, then you, we'll let you tell Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the stand for us, Jericho? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, but anyways, thanks, Tony. This uh, our buddy, Jack Pinocchio. <laughs> This was one hell of a fun episode. Props to Chris and PJ for doing this after a show as well. Really enjoy these kind of episodes where you just shoot the breeze, chat about Kiss songs, and have fun. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yes, thank you. David Demesh enjoyed listening to the episode immensely on our road trip today. And even if it had my husband commenting on a few positions of the songs in the tournament, which surprised me, he's not even into Kiss. Keep it up as I might still be able to convert them after 19 years together. You can convert them. Don't give up. You can yeah. do it. 
I mean, let's be blunt, man. He 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 likes Kiss at this point now. He just can't admit it. Exactly. It's right? part of his if, it's part of his life. If he's commenting on where a song should be, come on. That's okay, right. Okay, admit it. That's right. Jason Warden. Okay. As Tom would say, settle down. Uh oh. No way in hell is X and sex better than all American man. It is. I'm a big <laughs> defender of X and I do enjoy the song, but AAM kicks its ass. It doesn't great episode. So glad Jericho is part of the SIO family. He loves non-makeup kiss. Most like myself, he's busy as fuck, but takes time to not only do his podcast, but yours, his latest heel run and AEW is great. So good fans still cheer him and sing along to Judas. So glad he brought PJ along. Hope we continue to have them join you all. Thank Jason, you, buddy. You're right. And Jason jumped in and joined our buddy, Stevie Flythe. That's right. On, on his podcast, On the Flythe. And they were doing a uh, top 10 Rod Stewart um, uh, list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to jump in on that. Tom, it's almost like if they did a top 10 Elton John for you. Yes, I'd jump in. Absolutely. Right. Yep. That yep. he's to you what Rod Rod Suit is what Elton John is to you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh they did a great episode on it, although all their song rankings were wrong. Um <laughs> and by the way, just to uh, just to finish off that comment, uh, thank you, Jason. And all American man is better than let's put the X in sex. It's not. Next um, comment. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Ryan asked Tom, do you like time traveler? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Justin Steele. Great episode, guys. I saw the revenge show in Meadowlands with Trickster. I love that tour. The which song is better debate will never end. Love her all I can is my absolute favorite kiss song. And I stole your love has huge fatigue for me. But I guess I'm in the mo- minority. Keep rocking, TZ. You're not. I- I'm the same way. I think I stole your love has become the Mr. Speed of fucking everybody loves that song. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know what? I feel like we're I feel like we've committed some kind of kiss crime here is that we've <laughs> we've 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 turned underrated songs into overrated songs because we just <laughs> won't stop talking about them. Yeah. 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 Um, Not that I stole your love was ever underrated, but you know what I mean? Kelly Jim Blair, Chris and PJ were great. Love these episodes where it's just fans of the hottest band in the world shooting the breeze and talking all things kiss. Yes. Tom, just as you said. Exactly. Got a lot of that. We love it. Glad that you guys picked up on that because that's how we felt. Uh, Michael Murphy. New Wave Hookers 2. He's right. Ranks right up there with Godfather 2, Terminator 2, and Revenge of the Nerds 2 as one of the best sequels ever made. Oh, and another great episode, fellas. You know, I, I wish I could agree with you on that, but I've never seen New Wave Hookers 1. So, unfortunately, I just know part two, but you're right. It's up there. It's fantastic. Wait until we start breaking down our, our other, uh, you know, instead of album review crew, we might have a porn review crew, although we'll have to change the acronym because, you know. Dude, I don't want the thought of fucking Poonie talking about jerking off. Like, yeah, come on. I don't need that visual. Ew, edit that out. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Um, Tom, jumping on over to YouTube. Anthony Stratus, great episode. Love the Kiss Pub Talk. Yes. Mr. Antonio 2005. One question for Mr. Jericho. Is he a game show lover? (laughs) What do you mean game show lover? I love to Jeopardy. 
Remember that song was big in the 80s? That song was big in the 80s. I love that. I love to Jeopardy. <laughs> Our buddy Marty White. Jericho thinks Fit Like a Glove is Gene's best 80s song. Maybe you've seen the concert where they start the song and Gene <laughs> sings half the first verse of Let Me Go Rock and Roll. <laughs> then they stop and start again. And Gene sings Let Me Go Rock and Roll again. <laughs> they might do it a third time, but Paul eventually sings it for him. It's great stuff. Oh, now for man. a serious question about the upcoming South American tour. Do you think Scrappy Doo Singer will continue to fold his clothes during the show? <laughs> he just does not like fucking Eric Singer. Who, laundry boy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's what I got, Tom. All right. Let's uh let's do a couple emails here. All right, so we got a couple emails here. Let's start off with one from Corey Silver. Great show. My two favorite things growing up were Kiss and wrestling. Listen to Jericho on your show is amazing every time. He seems like a great dude. I'm just wondering if you heard about the possibility of a second cruise being added. Then he says, see below. Yes, they're talking about it. There's been no confirmation. I think that original email was sent out kind of like a little feeler, like poll type thing. Would you be interested type of shit? Yeah, and I was one of the curmudgeons. I was like, fuck no. I said the same thing. Get the fuck out of here. Beat it. <laughs> I'm like, so you want to fucking dilute the fact that everyone else got in line, went to the years before, and now you're going to make, oh, everybody gets to experience this. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't like when the garden sells out, you add a second show. This is a fucking cruise, people. Here's what I think. I think because this is the last show, they're going to pull out something really big. And then at some point, they're like, Dude, but the cruise is already sold out. We're not getting more money by doing this that big. We will if they find out we do a second boat, and that's why they're doing the second boat. Uh, that's maybe. what I think. I uh. think either Peter or Ace is coming on. They're like, what good is it? We're already got it sold out. We'll get a second boat. Smart idea there, Tommy. Something like Great that. Great work, fake Ace. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right i didn't mean to say that out loud <laughs> thanks cheater chris now get my <laughs> now get go the... get my oreo double stuffs <laughs> now, now get the plunger <laughs> the, 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 the demon dropped a deuce and it's one for the ages oh god all right we got another email here from our buddy mark demore and uh, it's a nice long email. Um, he's talking he, about. He warned us, though. Yeah, he did. He did. He's, and he warned us more than once. So uh, we love the email. We're not going to read the whole thing. Uh, but he's talking about his experience that he had with uh, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Kind of reminded him uh, when he heard us talk with Jericho and PJ Farley. Um, so he says, you know, if you made it to the end of this email, thank you. Thank you for sharing such a cool experience that brought back some of my great memories. Who knows what the next time will be. Thanks to this never ending pandemic. At least I've got those memories. Glad that you guys have some new ones to cheers. Mark Damore. And he posts a picture of him and Joe Elliott uh, from when they were at Mohegan sun, which is obviously our neck of the wood. So Mark, uh, you might be your sounds like you might be a new England boy. If you're, taking pictures at, at uh, Mohegan sun, but very cool. Thank you for sharing. We, that's, we love that when you guys share experiences that kind of remind you of what we've done or similar experiences, that kind of stuff is awesome. So thank you. We got an email from James Thompson. Ooh, sometimes he gets edgy with his emails. Um, we'll read this one quickly here. 
Gentlemen, I've probably been a wrestling fan longer than I've been a Kiss fan. I bought Dress to Kill in 1986 when I was 10. Growing up, wrestling turned from something I bought as legitimate to performance art that I still really enjoy when it's well done. In college, Jericho became one of my favorite wrestlers and has remained so ever since. I only listen to two music podcasts, Pot of Thunder and Shout It Out Loudcast. I listen every week. Anytime I find out Jericho is going to be a guest, it brings me back to the days when I was a kid waiting for a special episode of the Dukes of Hazard or Chips. <laughs> wow. All right. I'll, I'll take those. Those are both huge compliments. Um, let's see. And then he talks about how just saw how much he loves Jericho. Listen to Kiss. Then he gives us his idea for what he would do for a, for a Kiss podcast. Um, he says, I'll keep you posted on my projected launch date. Until then, keep up the great work. As always, tremendous show this week. Awesome. Thank you, James. That's very cool. A couple more here. We got one from our buddy, Mike H. You hit it on the nose when you said that you hoped it felt like we were sitting there with you. That's exactly how I felt, except I was wearing a ball gag. (laughs) That's the most frustrating parts of these types of shows. You guys are so damn lucky. Thanks for another great show. Are there any bad ones? I say no. Mike H. Great email. We love you, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Um, And we're going to wrap up the feedback here with a DM we got on Facebook from our buddy Jeff Kinsley from Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, Patreon member Jeff Kinsley. Jeff is rocking out on Facebook with his guitars. He's in a, a band of some sort here, but he sends us a picture of his Japanese Kiss vinyl collection. He's got this beautiful road case. And what does he got on top of it, Zeus? a shouted out loud cast logo sticker. And he says, my kiss Japanese vinyl collection is in here. Well, Jeff, you're a huge fan. We love you, buddy. We love that you're waving the flag for shouted out loud cast on your vinyl collection, which obviously is very close near dear to my heart. So thank you, Jeff, for this. You, my friend, are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Jeff is a member of our Patreon family. Yep. And that's a nice little segue. Uh, Patreon is where people can come and join in our fun little group. And uh, they get some perks from us. We have different uh, actual um, tiers, obviously, by the demon, the cat man, the spaceman, and the star child. Are Those are the types of tiers they are. See if any of them interest you. Different tiers, different contributions to the Patreon subscription, and you get different perks back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we just got a new one. This week, and we actually mentioned them earlier, joining the demon tier, our good buddy, Stevie, on the flyth, flyth, Tom. Awesome. Amazing. Stevie, we love you, buddy. That's amazing. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, we're so grateful for that. We know you've been a big fan for a while. We, we appreciate that very, very much. And we appreciate everything all of our wonderful Patreon family has done. Um, as you guys listen to this episode, we will have already concluded our 
amazing. And uh, who knows what will be. Uh, we can't see into the future, but our demon tier beer social. It will be uh, this past Friday, uh, which will be the 22nd of April. Uh, so by the time you hear this, that will already have come and gone. So hopefully everybody is still alive from that. Um, But yeah, that's just some of the fun things we like to do with our patrons, of course, being involved in the March Madness tournament, being involved quarterly with our album review crew tournament, uh, and just having a bunch of different fun things to do, you know, voting on some polls, having some input on what some some of the things we do, you know, some of our uh, teaser things, some of our flashback Friday stuff. Uh, It's wonderful. And you guys are the best. And we can't thank you enough. And Stevie Flight, special thanks to you, my buddy. Yeah, um, Patreon has been bigger than we could ever have imagined and they've helped the show out a ton mm-hmm. we have a, a road trip coming up we're going to try to be taping a lot of our road trip creatures fest uh and uh a lot of the instruments and material by patreon yep so we appreciate all that you guys do you want to help out the show that's the best way to do it uh join our patreon group we appreciate your subscriptions and we hope that we can continue to give you unique content and change it up a little bit for you guys and that you guys keep enjoying it. From the feedback we've been getting and the fact that the membership doesn't go down, it keeps getting better and better. Um, I feel like you guys are really appreciating and uh, getting this as a two-way street about our Patreon. It works both ways. We're all having a great time with it. And, Indeed. Uh, if you, yeah. If you guys are interested, you can find Patreon on our Awesome new website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. You can go to the app or you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You look for creators and you find Shout It Out Loudcast. And there we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's moon on over, Tom. We usually, after we talk about our little Patreon group, we jump on over to Kiss World. What's going on over there? All right. So the tour started back up on Tuesday April 19th, they're in South America. They were in Chile. And of course, everybody was waiting with bated breath. I don't know why any of us were waiting for this because we knew it wasn't going to happen. Ooh, are they going to change the set list? Wah, wah, not a wit. Nope, the exact same thing. We thought uh, that they were going to look at the fucking end of the madness uh, tournament and say, oh, hmm, looks like we got to put in I Stole Your Love. No, instead they said, fuck them. <laughs> But that's what the fans want. Why won't you just do what the fans want? Why? Because fuck them. That's which, is in, which is interesting because in the upcoming episode, you're going to hear but from Paul Stanley. He loves to give the fans what they want, right? Yeah. Well, not anymore. Anyways. <sighs> um, so, yeah, no changes to the set list. And, of course, we had some people saying, oh, yeah, you know, the, it, it's choreographed at the pyro. Yeah, it is. But they've been on a hiatus for six months. You could have reprogrammed one song. But again, we have beaten a dead horse, dead, dead, dead about the set list. So the tour is back up. Uh, they're going to be in South America for uh, a while now. It looks like they're going to be there until uh, the beginning of May. They take a break. They come back to the States and uh, they'll be coming to Hartford, Connecticut here in the middle of May. I don't think we're going to be going to that one. We're going to be getting our asses ready for uh, Creatures Fest. So the, the band is back and uh, yep, the set list is the same. So eh, that's about it. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss uh, signed a new deal for he's partnering with Gibson for a new signature G2 Thunderbird bass. The thing is pretty fucking badass looking. Um, you can uh, visit Gene Simmons's Twitter page. 
Uh, Guitar World has an article about it. There's a bunch of different articles on it. They kind of cover up what its, its appearance, uh, give it a little bit of a review. If you want one, you can buy one for $27.99 uh, because why not? Uh, I don't own a bass guitar, uh, but uh, I guess if you want Gene Simmons' new Thunderbird, you can grab one for $27.99. Uh, and other things in news, if you consider this news, our good friend Bruce Kulik, move on over. Prosciutto Paul Stanley pizza making connoisseur. It's now Mrs. Butterworth Bruce. <laughs> we got flapjacks in the family here. He's making pancakes with his lovely wife, Lisa. Um, we love Bruce. We love Bruce. It's, <laughs> it's funny because I saw I saw somebody on social media and, and forgive me. It may have been our buddy Jack Pinocchio. <laughs> who said. Something along the lines of like funny how we celebrate this. We enjoy Bruce, but we give Paul shit for making pizzas and stuff. <laughs> and he's right. He's right. But to me, it all comes down to Bruce is just a to me, personally speaking, Bruce is just a more lovable, likable guy. And, and when I look at this, I look at it like he's just doing something fun with his wife. They're just they're a married couple. They're in the kitchen. They're doing the flapjacks. You know, hey, guys. Bruce Kulik here. <laughs> you got to do it this way. Hey, guys, Bruce Kulik. I like breakfast. The other day, Lisa made some flapjacks. The best. Got to try. You got to try them. Bruce Kulik. See you later. Um, I, I just- Syrup. <laughs> what a great condiment. Do we? Do you call syrup a condiment, by the way? I don't know. But, but I'll tell you right now, I love Bruce. So I don't give a shit. I don't care if he's making flapjacks or hamburgers. There's a difference. Bruce is like, hey, me and my wife, we have a recipe. Hope you can try it. Hope you'll like it. Paul's like, look at me. I can make pizza, and I'm as I'm a brilliant chef, and I've got, you know, pat me on the back. Bruce isn't doing it to fucking be like, I'm a renaissance man. My wife is on the count of my wife making flapjacks. <laughs> you, like, you like drinking? Hell, you like drinking? Who don't? Let me ask you a question. Do you like drinking? Hell, you like drinking. Who the hell don't? Well, if you like me, you like to get bent just as fast as possible. That's why I'm proud to introduce to you Uncle Jemima's Pure Mash Liquor. I'm Uncle Jemima. You probably know my wife. Aunt Jemima, the pancake lady. Uncle Jemima Kulik. <laughs> But, oh, we, we but, but regardless, okay. <laughs> oh, you forgot to mention uh Gene was hawking a kiss bike. Oh, jeez. I mean, come on. Can I ride that bike to fucking Dubai to pick up my DVDs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Jesus. Also, while on tour, Paul's buddy, the infamous rock photographer Ross Halfen, put in some photos up. And so I got to mention this. He put a photo up of Paul, like at uh, rehearsal. Yeah, I've never seen Paul look so good in the last five years. I think I saw the picture. Big, same picture. Yeah, big smile, photogenic. Looks like a handsome man. Everything's right. I'm like, dude, that fucking Ross Halford is a fantastic photographer. Yep. Look how like perfect this picture is of Paul. Yep. Then compare that with like a day earlier. 
just landed in fucking South America. Oh, fucking dude, dude it, you it look looks like miserable. <laughs> it looks like he sat on a flight with us after I had a chicken pop. Yeah. I mean, that's his the, his poor face. Oh my god, like he, who the fuck farted? Yeah, and he just looks horrendous. Yeah. And so, like, con- <laughs> and then he writes like in the picture the the beautiful photo that Ross Halfin had taken. Like, oh. You know, the, the old adage about if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Like, yeah, compare that to the photo from a day ago. I wouldn't be saying you look like you love what you do. Yeah, you look like you survived a plane crash coming out of the airport there, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> but that picture, the picture, you talking about the picture where he's like looking off to the side, smiling. Yes. Yeah. He's got the Ross teeth. Yeah, he's got, he's got the shiny, the shiny the white Ross, Ross teeth. The Ross Geller teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, anyways I, I just thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Um, but we got to get to the episode. Unfortunately, though, before we can get there, um, I, I, I'm going to go get me some of that flapjack ass. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Well, I'm back. Ooh, Mrs. Butterworth. Ooh, you sweet and sticky. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, another one of those late night fucking round on YouTube. And I came across this fucking thing a while back. and just like, you know, one of these days we got to break this thing down. Fucking hilarious. And I had seen this video before we had Carmine on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carmine a piece on our show. And I wanted to ask him a little bit about it. But I didn't. He said him yeah. and Paul are still fine. I wonder if they <laughs> they were after this episode. Um, but it's quite interesting. So the lady's name is Radio Chick. She's a radio personality. Uh, she's quite popular. She's hosted a few things. Got a radio show. I don't know. Maybe came across in the beginning like a shock jock and something. She's been Carmine Apice's longtime girlfriend. For a long time, they lived together and everything. So obviously, there's a connection there with Paul. If you want to know more about the connection of Carmine and Paul, go listen to our Carmine and Peace episode. But so that's the buildup to this. This is around the time Paul was doing art. Mm-hmm. It was around February 2007. He was promoting his art, going to be at a gallery. And this lady who hosts this radio program invited Paul on to talk about his art. Oh, so we thought until her very first question was not about art. Yeah. And she puts her foot in her mouth within seconds. And this becomes one of the cringiest kiss things you'll ever hear. It's great, too, because it starts off cringy. Then it kind of gets back on track and then it just ends super cringe. (laughs) We'll (laughs) dissect this. Yeah. But before we do, this is on YouTube. You can find it. Here is the clip. And we'll come back and break it down at the end. Here you go. 92.3 Free FM. The Radio Chick Show. Paul Stanley, are you there? I'm here. What did I miss out on? Uh, <laughs> 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 we were actually talking about my boyfriend, Carmine and Peace, who I know you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old Carmine. Yeah. What, what's Carmine up to? Uh, he's uh, banging me, mostly. <laughs> oh. Well, probably more fun than the drum. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the show. I um, I have to come clean with you, uh, though, right away. When KISS fans were recently protesting outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame about the band not getting in, right? Um, I, I got called by some media outlets, and I said that the band didn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, the quote got picked up by Newsweek. Um, it's just one man's opinion. I'm not sure if you care, but I think you'd be pleased to know that I got pummeled with hostile email from Kiss fans, including a death threat. All over the well, world. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure that uh, you got all kinds of hate mail at your 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 Winnebago down by the lake. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, have you seen my house? <laughs> oh, no, believe me, I'm not denying your success. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's, again, one man's opinion. That's not what I think the Hall I, of Fame is about. I just love that you start the interview this way. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's like something you do at the end. Well, I can't warm up to that. I feel like I need to come clean with that right that's away. Okay, that's why you're where you are, and I'm where I am. <laughs> well, now, now do let's you, talk about me. Uh, do you, well, do you care that the band isn't in yet? Does that bother you at all? doesn't bother me it bothers our fans and and uh you know i i appreciate that um the truth is that the rock and roll hall of fame is a joke because you only have to look at some of the people who've been inducted mm-hmm. and most of the public doesn't even know who they are so it's really a club run by a bunch of guys on the east coast who decide who belongs in their little club and and honestly there are bands in there that uh 
didn't sell as many albums in their careers we sold in a week. And at some point, it really is only about how many people you, you've touched and how many people have bought your albums, because that's what makes you famous. But do you Not think... Do you think it is about the record sales? Is that what the is that what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should reflect? Of course, it's about it's about the music that you've touched people with. You can't sell eighty million albums. Um, they didn't have smoke bombs in them. They didn't have laser shows in them. Yeah, they had music, and to this day, that music still sells. So wow. it's certainly about that more than it's about. Some, some band that played CBGBs and couldn't get arrested. Wow. <laughs> well, but I would argue that nice. that's what uh, awards like the Billboard Awards are for, that reflect sales and popularity. Well, you know something? You may be hosting the show, but I'm the guest, so let's talk about me. All right. All right. Well, um, you want to talk about your painting right off? Um, yeah, I, was, I was told to call... Um, so you tell me what you'd like, and I'll tell you if I'll go along with it. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about what you came on for. Okay. Um, I know that you're doing some painting. There are other artists, uh, musical artists, who have been painters as well, like Grace Slick and Ronnie Wood, and so forth. Right. Uh, what's the link you think between musicianship and the visual arts? Well, that's interesting because when you look at a lot of the the big musicians, most of them have a background in art. So whether it's um, Clapton or Ron Wood or a lot of other people, there definitely seems to be a connection. And uh, I think if you're creative in one area, you're probably creative in more. Um, mm. It's just a matter of which you put your time into. I actually started off as an artist and um, studied that, although I always wanted to be a, a musician. And uh, I just found myself being told that it was more realistic to go into the you know, the art field and music. So I, I tended to do that for a while, and then I just decided that my calling was to sell 80 million albums <laughs> with or without the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sweet. And, uh, you know, at this point, it's nice to go back and do some painting. And, right. and the painting has has been tremendously successful, so I guess other people relate to it, too. It's actually, you know, pretty cathartic. You know, what, do you, what do you paint? What are uh, your subjects? I think most of the time what I, I like to do is, is more or less just kind of purge, in other words, find something that's coming from inside and keep it more or less abstract because I spend a certain amount of time trying to do things that were realistic, and I think that that tends to um, appeal more to, like, the intellectual side of people, and I, I would rather deal with more the emotional side. Has Gene ever asked you to paint him? Um, no, he hasn't, although I actually did a, a, a group of the four members of the band because I thought that that, was, uh, that would be fun, and KISS fans in particular would relate to that. Mm -hmm. Although, not surprisingly, at least to me, most of the art um, that's been acquired and most of the prints that sell are, are bought by people who aren't necessarily KISS fans. The appeal of the art seems to be initially to, to people just on a, an a aesthetic level, and they don't know actually who did it. Hey, Paul, when you do something like this, and you're, uh, you know, it's relatively new for you, how, I don't know if it's you or someone else, how do they decide how to price a piece of artwork by Paul Stanley? Well, I guess things are, are priced, I guess the, the best way to figure out what something is worth is what somebody will pay for it, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say, when you go out to buy some of those shoes that you probably buy? Um, <laughs> 
you know, or some of... I have 80 million shoes, by the way. No no doubt. (laughs) But, um, you know, you decide how much it's worth by whether or not you buy it and how much you're willing to pay. So um, the market seems to have been very strong for my art because paintings seem to go, you know... um, I mean, there are $25,000 paintings that have sold. Wow. Wow. So, um, now, how long does it take you to complete one of these paintings? I don't think that that's important, you know, because I think that someone told me early on that you, you people will tend to equate the time you spend or don't spend on something with how valuable it is or how important it is. So um, rather than say it took two months or, or two minutes, I think it's more important whether it has impact. Well, what's harder to what's harder to know is complete, a song or a painting? Well, that's interesting. That's really interesting because I think in a song it's easier to backtrack and you can take away things uh, and you can decide what's not necessary, whereas it's, it's more difficult when you're painting, I believe, to be able to say, that's it. You mm-hmm. have to know when to stop before you've overshot your mark. Okay. So, uh, I think I think it's more difficult with painting because uh, you can work something to death. I mean, you can just rework something over and over and find yourself going past you know when it, when it was fresh and and vibrant. Right now, you're going to be at the uh, Wentworth Galleries mm-hmm. actually Friday the ninth, February 9th, from six to nine, right. and the shops at Riverside. And then Saturday from 4 to 7 at the Wentworth Gallery in Short Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now, do you make a lot of these gallery appearances? Um, I do them from time to time. I mean, it's not like going on tour. I mean, it, it's really not a, a gallery tour, so to speak. But I do, like, I do like to do it because it gives me a chance to, you know, press the flesh, so to speak, with, the, with a, um, sometimes a different group of people, you know, mm-hmm. people who are interested in and something other than the music. And again, you know, the response and the, the success of it has been so beyond anything I could have expected that I, I like to get out there and, and uh, meet the people. Can, well, can we talk commerce for a second? Of course we can. Okay. How, is, how is the Kiss, Kiss Coffee House doing? Kiss Coffee House is doing phenomenally well. I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out when and who will open more of them. So, will, uh, will you be you know, franchising? You know, we're just deciding what's the best way to do it. Um, you know, it's, it's a unique combination of, of elements. Look, you know, KISS is a, a band that plays music, but obviously there's so much more that we can do. And, you know, the truth is, you know, we, we can be called marketing geniuses and everything else, but all we ever do is listen to the fans and listen to people on the street, and we give them what they want. So I don't know that we we can be commended for anything except uh, acute hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, have you? I, I mean, you have certainly put your um, put your image on a lot of products. Mm-hmm. Are there things that you turn down? Oh God, there's, there's so many things that get turned down. Um, you know, um, look, there's a fine line, and sometimes we may cross it, but you know. Everybody's perception of what we should be is purely theirs. I have to decide what works for me. Okay. So uh, can you tell us the worst idea that's been presented to you? I mean, would you do a KISS toaster or a KISS stapler or a KISS home alarm system? Why not? 
Why not? Why not? You're brilliant, and no, you didn't even know it. <laughs> for residual. Well, uh, so what's an idea that you would turn down or have turned down? Um, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of them, but uh, there's more probably turned down than are accepted. Okay. You know, people, there, there are things that I just think are either inappropriate or, or don't show the band in the light that, that I think is... Uh, a reflection of the way I want to see us. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, credibility is it, it, the only credibility that counts to me is in my eyes. All right. I can see that. Uh, so now, um, one other subject here. I watch Gene on uh, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it shows a softer side to Gene, um, and I find him more endearing than I otherwise would have. Um, which, is Gene all of those things, one of those things? Which is the Gene that you know? Um, you know, I, I've never seen the show, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, Were you just sick of hanging around with him? You can't stand another minute of looking at him? Um, you know, I, I think the beauty of a working a relationship that works is knowing, you know, its limitations and not expecting something from somebody that they don't have to offer. So, wow. you know. Um, we've made it this far, which is probably a lot longer than any relationship you've probably had. And, oh, I can see I totally pissed you off. No, no. I, I, I mean that I mean in a good way. I mean, most of, most of us don't have relationships that can last anywhere near, you know, 30 or 35 years. Yeah. That goes, that goes for me, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I think the, the, the key to a relationship lasting is, is not expecting of somebody what they can't give. Okay. You know, so um, that, that's not a slight to you. It's more, you know, that we know where to draw the line with each other. And, and I think it's probably better for me not to see that show. But uh, I commend him. You know, he, he's, he's always doing something and he has every right to. Okay. Um, now, I have to go back to it because I see I irritated the hell out of you with my... Uh, you, think you, you think you did. Well, I, I think I did, yes. With, and that, that would probably make you feel that you're very important. No, no, I just... <laughs> no, I just am I'm taking a cue from the way you're answering some of my questions that I might have irritated you early on in the conversation. Okay, I don't, I'm not placing... Uh, uh, I'm not placing any in anything on my inflated importance. Well, I, I hate to tell you, you really didn't. Oh, all right, fine. All right, then fine. That's great. In other words... Then I feel much better. In other words, he just hates you naturally. Oh. <laughs> Has nothing to do with what you said. Okay, all right, good. I'm, I mean, maybe my answers sound pointed, but I, it's probably because I try to be concise and articulate my, my point of view. Um, you might be used to interviewing guys who can't find their way out of a room but you know I'm, well no actually we we have interviewed you before you've been on the show with us albeit at a different place with gene you were you were a great guest tremendous guest aren't i good today <laughs> i'm thinking a little less so <laughs> oh, 
But perhaps I'm not quite the host that I was last time. Well, you know what? I, you know, it's only good to to be reciprocal, and I'm trying to reciprocate what I'm. All know, right. I I honestly didn't mean to be hostile with you, but um, I wanted to come clean about my opinion. It, I, I certainly take nothing away from the success of the band. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's more how I view the role of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I certainly, as a guest on my show, did not mean to get under your skin. If I, if indeed I did. And and let me just add. Uh, let me just add, Paul. Uh, this is Chuck Nice talking. Uh, I freaking love you. <laughs> and you were my favorite member of the band as far as I'm concerned. So. Well, why don't you send her out for coffee and we can finish the interview? <laughs> he can't. I'm the one with the plugs. <laughs> All right, Paul, thank you so much. You're going to be at the Wentworth Gallery Friday, February 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. The shop's at Riverside. You can RSVP if you want to go, 201-488-7661. And also the next day, Saturday, February 10th, 4 to 7 p.m. at the same Wentworth Gallery, this one in Short Hills at the Short Hills Mall. The RSVP number there is 973-564-9776. You can actually meet Paul. He'll be there for three hours, and you can see his uh, beautiful artwork as well. I see, uh, Chick, also that you can run into Paul if you want because he's going to go to an event you go to every year, which is the Art Expo here in New York. Oh. I'm looking at paulstanley.com, and I, and I guess you'll be there uh, March 3rd uh, at a booth uh, showing your art here in New York City. Is that right? I will be there. Oh, see fantastic. that? And I know you go every year, Chick, so maybe, you know, That's you great. might want to bring a peace offering, a, <laughs> a nice pound cake or uh, something. Yes, or, you know, uh, right. yeah, it's a pound of Kiss Coffee, something. <laughs> Right? Well, you know where you can put it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Stanley, thanks so much. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow. Ooh, is that uncomfortable? Oh, that was great, you dude. You are such a dope. You, you, really you are, are something else, girl. I'm telling I mean, you. you know. So, Tom, that was Leslie Gold, a.k.a. Radio Chick, interviewing Paul Stanley in February 2007, about his appearance on the gallery for for his art, um, <laughs> how'd that go? Oh my God! First of all, look with all due respect to Carmine Apice and his girlfriend Leslie Gold, the radio chick. Just don't do this. What? Don't do what you're doing here. The the shock jock. Even Howard Stern was a shock jock, but he never disrespected his guests. You had him on to talk about his art gallery. Of course, you're going to talk about Kiss. But you start off right by saying, well, I, I, I don't think you should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? Like, what? what? How do you start Why? with that? Like, even, even her producer was like, you started with this. Most people end with this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, so it starts off when and said, like, you can tell it's Paul Stanley. There's so many things about his. Oh, personality. dude. It's a fucking therapist's wet dream. He is a silent assassin in this fucking interview. So he comes on and they're giggling or something. He comes on. Yeah. What did I miss out on? Like yeah. already defensive. Like, oh, were you talking about me? What's going on? Where, Not where? even defensive. <laughs> just the, the paranoia is already yeah. rampant. Yeah. Like, oh, people are laughing. What did I miss? Yeah. Already nervous and defensive already. And she's like, oh, we we're talking about my boyfriend, Carmine Apice. And he's like, oh, yeah. What's Carmine up to? Oh, he's banging me. What is that answer? <laughs> right off the bat, I'm like, settle the fuck down, radio chick. Yeah, yeah I think Paul's like, dude, we're at, it's 2007. Uh, God bless Carmine. He's still got that fucking mustache on. What are you? Who are you? To, he's banging. 
We got to be careful, too, because Carmine's on the Pantheon podcast network, so he might come after us. Carmine's asleep. He ain't listening right now. <laughs> so let's be blunt. <laughs> we love, we love, Carmine. He's we love awesome. Carmine. Of course. He's of awesome. Course. And he, he he I love him as much as I love Biden. Oh, he's a good guy, but yeah, point him this way. No, no, he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna watch out for that. Wa- watch out for that telephone pole. He's gonna hit it. Uh, um, can you unplug the toaster when he's around? Just, <laughs> just come on. Anyway, but, but it's obviously before. It's obviously before they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because Paul does his standard bashing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But now in 2022, he tells everybody that you're looking at a band who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Back then, before they were in it, he kind of hated it. So then she starts talking about it, and it, it just it, it, it's a very weird way to start an interview, of course. Yeah, Paul comes in and says, you know, after he says, banging me, yeah, he's probably more fun than drums. Then the fucking idiot, for some reason, this fucking lady, I have to come clean with you. Yeah. I got called on by some media outlets. Okay, Howard Stern. Hey, we heard Leslie Gold thinks Kiss shouldn't be. Dude, relax. And that she said that the band didn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it got picked up by like, Newsweek. And uh, I yeah. got humbled by the Kiss fans, including the death threat. And like she's like bragging about it to Paul. So, Paul, if we, we all know the Paul that we all love, imagine Paul getting on a fucking radio program for an interview and hearing this. To start. Oh, not, it's not even in the middle of the interview. It's starting with that. Uh, and he, then he right, Paul, he was quick on his feet, though. I will give him credit. But I'll, but I'll tell you the but I'll tell you the frightening thing about Paul in this interview. And, and I mean this from a psychological perspective here. You know, I, I don't talk about my background a lot, but I have like an advanced background in the field of psychology here. You're hearing the voice of like a sociopath from Paul. Okay. Because Paul a sociopath. Because because his podcast. Because if you notice, if you listen to the tone of his voice, he he never elevates the tone of his voice. He never raises his voice. He comes at her as cold and as icy as you can be. And he ain't fucking joking. I don't care what anybody says. You called him a sociopath. He is. He absolutely is. He's a paranoid sociopath. <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the negative one, they say. I'm not being negative. I'm Dude, I have never, ever been as bad as calling one of them a sociopath. I am not being negative. I am giving him a clinical diagnosis. There's a difference. I can't help it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm stuck on it now. Hold on. Let me get back to what I was thinking about. Oh. Anyways, then Paul comes back there and he says, I'm sure you get all kinds of hate mail at your Winnebago <laughs> down by the lake. And then he compounds that by saying, have you seen my house? That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, first of all, you got a persecution complex. You have an inferiority oh, complex. <laughs> like, but, it, but it is. But he, he, he exposed himself in this interview. It was, it was like therapy 101. Dude. This week, Zeus and Dr. Melfi are breaking down this interview. What the fuck? So I'll be reading this. Pretend I'm talking about a stranger, Tom, and you diagnose this person. Do it. You're like the you're like my favorite show, Law and Order. 
when they'll yeah. bring in the fucking cold fucking guy from farmers Mar- farmers insurance yeah. guy he was always the shrink well he's a sociopath this person will end up killing more people <laughs> and this and this and that that's right and you, and you know that just by reading an interview yes yeah. <laughs> anyways i just put that have you seen my house dude what an arrogant thin-skinned person but he said, but the th- but the thing that is scary is there's no hint of humor. He's the, there's no like self-deprecating humor about it. He he. And, and meanwhile, Leslie and her co-host and her producer, they're having a great time. They're giggling and laughing. And he's like, they were aghast when he fucking first came back. When his first comment was like, "Yeah, you're you're Winnebago," and have you seen my house? They're like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" The co-hosts were all on Paul's side, oh, loving, totally. yeah. laughing at everything he said. Yeah. Um, and I just. I just love that you start the interview that way. The co-host says, Paul says, that's okay. That's why you are where you are. And I am where I am. Oh, come on, man. I mean, I mean, no offense. I mean, I know Leslie Gold isn't like, you know, Howard Stern, but she's a, she's for her career. She's very successful. I mean, she's been around for a while. She's, she's a name. And Paul says, now let's talk about me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and, yeah, go ahead. I know, I know we're going to, we're going to go chronologically. Go ahead. And then they talked about the rock and roll hall of fame. Does it bother you? Paul gave the cliche answers. No, it bothers the fans and jokes about, you know, the nominating process. You know how he is yep. fucking their people in New York city, one person's opinion. And then they get into a kind of a discussion about, is it just record sales? Because then I, this is Leslie, the radio chick saying, yeah, then that I would call that. That's what the billboard awards are. I'm with Paul on that. Me too. I agree. And, I, I I was totally on Paul. Dude, what? He said it perfectly too. He goes, yeah, we sold, you know, 80 million records and those records didn't have lasers or smoke bombs. They had yeah. music on them. Yeah. People are buying people. Them, bu- right. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a great point. Yeah, exactly. And then Paul says, you may be hosting, but I'm the guest. Now let's talk more about me. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then she's like, okay. Then she says something like, you know, uh, well, something like, what do you want to talk about or something? And he's yeah, like, and he's, he's like, well, you asked me to be on the show. I don't know. Like he was just being like real. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I'll tell you whether I'll go along with it. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, and then the fucking boring part where it's like music and art. What do you think? And I'm like fucking falling asleep. Yeah, and then. And, Paul obviously turns it in. My call was to sell 80 million albums with or without the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Good one. Yep. Uh, why do you paint? Uh, did Gene ask you to paint him? But and that's then- to me, this is where the to me, this is where the interview was straddling the line between okay, they're both professionals. They've recovered from that uncomfortable intro. Now they're getting into an interview. But all I could think about was the two of them right now hate each other and they want to continue throwing jabs at each other see i don't think she hates him i think no, no, she's no. embarrassed because hate, holy shit i hate's I a strong word yeah, yeah hate, i think she's strong like, i pissed this guy off i yeah. i'm coming across like an asshole yes um and then uh, they asked him did gene ever ask you to paint him and he, paul talks about his paint and most of my paint is bought by bought by non-kiss fans fuck that nice try that can't be true the other thing too he said he said um most of his 
paintings were kind of like abstract and, you know, I tried not to paint like, you know, realistic stuff where the, he, he changed his tune. Cause on the kiss cruise last year, all of his stuff was all other artists or like, you know, like real life, like band member things or different things like that. That not a lot of, I mean, there were, there was some abstract stuff. Yes. But he, it seems like he's kind of doing a little bit more of both. Now, again, this interview is from 2007. So maybe that's what he was doing at that time. But yeah, I, 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 I know it fucking for me, it's boring though. How do you, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you price it? Are you, you know, price it as, as something you're willing to pay for? And just like, you know, when you buy some of the shoes you buy and, oh. and she starts laughing, like, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not attacking you, but, uh, but you are that, that joke is an attack, Paul. That's what yeah. I mean. That, that's, that's an attack. How long does it take? I'm, uh, uh, it's not important. I agree with him about this. I, me too. I, yep. I, I have this analogy told to me years ago. And uh, when I was finishing up at law school, I had a professor that told me this. He's like, how do you price this? We did a, a will, like a fake will for somebody. And everyone's like, I don't know, like 300 bucks, 200 bucks, 100 bucks, 400 bucks. And he's like, all, he's like, all you guys are wrong. It's over $1,000. And I was like, 1000 bucks. We just did this here. We're just students. And he's like, that's right. That's how you're going to lose money when you're doing this. He's like, I'll give you an analogy. He's like, all you guys, you know, uh, I'm in my house. I can't fix a pipe. My fucking pipe is not working. I finally break down. I call a plumber. The plumber comes into my house, looks around, grabs a hammer, smacks something with the hammer. Boom, it's working. He's like, here's my bill, 150 bucks. He's like, what the fuck, 150 bucks? You were here for five minutes. I could have done that. He's like, it didn't take me five minutes to learn. That's all it took, did it? And that's the same thing. Yep. And it's the same thing that Paul talks about here. It didn't take me because it may have taken me an hour to do this. You know how many years of training and practice and stuff it took me to be able to do that in an hour. Same right. thing with me when I sit down and you price something out for somebody because you have the expertise and the same thing for a mechanic and same thing for somebody else that gets an expertise. It takes fucking time. Yep. Now that's enough for serious Zeus. Let's go back to being fucking an idiot. Um, anyways, uh, they were talking about, you know, the, uh, importance of painting and all that shit and it's like, she did bring up she did have one good question though i thought was which was interesting and even paul responded with you know that he even said that's interesting but she said what do you find it easier to do to, to know when when a song is finished or when a painting is finished he kind of went into that whole mindset of an artist of working on a project I, to me i thought that was interesting because paul is a thoughtful person i mean i know i called him a couple other different terms at the beginning but paul is very thoughtful he is but very he's artistic art- he he's is. artistic and he's a cerebral guy so hearing that kind of answer i i, I enjoyed that part of the interview for me because he's right because you can overshoot it and then you're like yeah oh, fuck i did too much here exactly um and then they get into oh uh, let's talk about commerce and fucking whatever and they start talking about the kiss coffee house and you can tell he, she's saying it in a condescending Condes- manner. Thank you. I'm glad you picked up on that because I picked Paul up- picked up on apps. The condescension. Like, oh, was how's the Kiss right- Coffee House doing? He's yeah. like, it's doing well, for, uh, performing phenomenally well. Uh, we're deciding where to put the next one. Yep. Like right to shove it right back in her face. Very condescending. And then, and then he went back to like, uh, is there anything you guys don't like to do? And Paul's like, oh, yeah, there's plenty of stuff. We haven't like, like what would you do a kiss toaster or a kiss alarm system? Yeah. Again, condescending to Paul, yep. mocking him and said, wow, why not? You're brilliant. And you didn't even know it. Of course he gets, she gets the host laughing. Uh, what's something you have, you've turned down and Paul's, just, oh, I can't think of one, but uh, I, I think there are, and this is what I, I, I highlighted. And this Go is, ahead. 
again, the band and the brand and that everything has changed. And Paul's like, I have final say in everything. Yep. So, and I'm quoting this, Paul, I can't think of, but there's things that I think are inappropriate. Oh, don't show the band in the light that I think are a reflection of the way that I want to see us. Yep. No, we, not Gene and I, nothing. It's I. The only credibility that counts is in my eyes. Bingo. Yep. So I always, these are the things that fucking shed the light on the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Gene, you want to fucking license? Paul, I've licensed our likeness on these 542 things. Paul will be like, all right, thanks for doing all the work. Let me see. Yes, yes, no, no. Yes, yes, no, no. Here you go, Gene. Thanks, Mr. Stanley. And then he goes and does it. That's how it works. That's the dynamic. He lets it slip. I, how I think we should be perceived, how I think we look credible. Fucking Gene will license anything. It's funny because that's that's 2007. I wonder if Paul would talk like that today. I think that's when you're like, okay, Sonic Boom. Okay, Monster, let's do. Okay, we are going to continue the band. We are going to do it. Gene, I thought we were done after this, but you want to continue it? We're doing it my fucking way. Yep. And I think that's the part of it that's kind of showed when he talks like this and lets it slip a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then they, she gets into asking about Gene, the different side of him on Family Jewel. And, and Paul admits, like he always says. In I his didn't fucking, watch it. Like, yeah, I've never seen the show. Uh, the beauty of a working relationship, and this he says this all the time, is that knowing what works has its limitations. Not expecting something from someone that they don't have to offer. I'm like, that is therapy talk 101. It's complete. Right? And like he, you, you can tell he's had this conversation. Like, I'm disappointed with Gene doing that. Well, why are you expecting him to do that if that's not in his nature? And it's like so rude about Gene. Well, how about fucking Gene saying that about you? It could be said the same thing to him. Don't yep. expect Paul not to be jealous. I'm thinking, or not to get sensitive about this if he yeah. feels left out or not as important as Eugene. That's how I would see it. It could be both ways, he, not just Gene. He also quickly corrected himself when he said, oh, a working relationship or a relationship with somebody that you work with or how he phrased it, because working relationship strips the personal relationship. But like when you use that term, like, oh, I have a working relationship with, you know, whatever. He quickly corrected himself because I think work, the term working relationship with somebody like Gene that he's known for 50 years doesn't really sound good. Yeah, you know? it's like the husband and wife uh, entertainment act that they're only together because of the business act and they got to keep right. the facade going. But both of them live with other people and they do their own shit. Right. You know, because right. but yeah, we have a working relationship. Um, and then he fucking throws out again. I think it's a jab. It's probably longer than any relation that you've probably had. And she's like, oh, I see that. I totally pissed you off. No, no. I mean, that in a good way. It's not a slight to you. Yeah. See it's that right there. 35, 40 years I've been with him. He's saying that right there is when that right there is when you know that Paul is really like an assassin, because yeah. you, how do you say probably longer than any relationship you've ever had? But but I don't mean that insulting. No, no, no. Paul, there's only one way to interpret that. That's you coming around full circle and attacking the radio chick right now. And then she says, I have to get back to it because I see that I 
irritated the hell out of you. Yep. When she's phrased it like that, I'm thinking, oh, no, no, no. You didn't irritate him as much as the fact that you said you irritated him, that you are saying that what you did got to him. It's, there is no way worse. in the hell that Paul is going to let you say out loud that you changed his thoughts or exactly. controlled how he behaves. Therapy 101 again. That's right. No way. And Paul says right back to her, you think you did. Yep. That's him playing defense because he know he clearly he understood that he got he he kind of let his guard down and let he, he let his emotions get the best of him. Yeah, he he's looks, like he look he looks petty. He looks child. That's a yeah. stupid fucking thing to say, Paul. I love you, buddy, but come on, that that's probably longer than any relationship you ever had. And everyone was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, "Yeah, I think I did." Um, Paul, that would probably make you feel like you're very important again. Dude, slicing is, it's like death it's, it's like that death by a thousand cuts you know i the co-hosts were oh. dying laughing but this that, is when this is when leslie said it too the way oh, yeah. he said it oh that would make you feel like you were important and this is when leslie came around full circle and gave a really to me for the first time, sounded like she was really kind of begging for mercy, forgiveness. Yeah, I'm taking a cue from the way you're answering my questions. Yeah. And Paul says, I hate to tell you, you really didn't. It just got really awkward, I put. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. The, yeah. Co-host jumps in and says, he just hates you naturally. That was awesome right there. That was. Oh, man. And then he said, Paul says, maybe my answers sound pointed and says, because. I'm concise and I articulate my point of view and you might be used to interviewing guys who can't find their way out of a room. That's the sociopath right there. When you say you may think I'm like whatever the word you use, but my answers are pointed. What that means is he speaks his mind. I'm better with, than anybody you've ever had in this show. It's not even necessarily that. It's like, I'm going to speak my mind. And he is completely devoid of understanding how someone may interpret what, what he's saying. He doesn't understand that Leslie thinks he's upset because all he cares about is how he feels when he's talking to her. He can't understand that Leslie <laughs> thinks that you're that, that you're upset. Dude, you must think I'm a psychopath, too. <laughs> There's like, a difference. Uh, there's a difference between a psychopath. There's a difference. There's a big difference between a psychopath and a sociopath. Two very different things. All right. So, okay. So um, which one? You're neither. Okay. You're neither. Thank you. But good God. Now I'm nervous to talk around you because <laughs> you've just diagnosed Paul to a T. What the fuck? Anyway, Leslie jumps in and says, well, we've interviewed you before and you were a great guest, a tremendous guest. Paul goes, Aren't I good today? That was aw- That was my favorite line. Such a ball breaking comment. Co-host dies laughing. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> it's got to be reciprocal. I'm trying to reciprocate what I'm getting. Paul says. <laughs> More therapy talk. He translation. You're being a dick to me. I'm going to so, be a dick to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Leslie, it's nothing against the band. It's just how I view the rock and roll hall of fame. Like trying to be like, I'm not saying you don't deserve it, but I'm going by their criteria. She's trying to backtrack. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. And I didn't mean to get quote unquote under your skin. And that pisses them off even more oh, the most oh, she oh, says oh, it. Oh. I'm like, Paul won't like that terminology. No. 
he ain't letting you say that again, that yep. you control his feelings. Yep. Chuck Nice, I guess, is the co-host. He jumps in and goes, well, let me just tell you, Paul, I love you. And you're my favorite member of the band. Paul says, well, why don't you send her home for coffee and we can finish the interview? That was, I freaking almost, when I first heard that, I almost drove off the road because I was listening to my car. I was like, holy fuck, Paul. Like, that, he is smart. And I'm telling you, though, I think he comes up with these sayings and in interviews all these times. Remember, we talked about it on the Oprah thing. He yeah. has all these sayings in his pocket and he's waiting. Do you? Yeah. Now I can use that. Now I can use that. Oh, yeah. Now I can. Like he has them all. He 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 needs to be protected. He can't just wing shit. Yep. yep. He needs to have his fucking safety blanket next to him. But Anyways. that's it. But, but but he him saying that that's his way of being like okay. Leslie thinks that Leslie thinks that she knocked me down a peg. I have to knock her down a peg by by saying oh you know let, let send her out for cop because it, it did you notice how he didn't say. Yeah, why don't you why don't you why don't you take over the interview? What's an insulting thing to say to somebody? Go get him coffee. Show Carlo the tree. Yeah. Like show Carlo the tree. Right. Or basically what people accuse Tommy of being. A, a, like a gopher, like a like a second tier. Go get him, go get coffee and we'll do the interview. Or what Peter talks about Tommy. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah, that, exactly. That's the condescending, like fucking go get me coffee, boy. Exactly. Yep. yep. Um and then and then the co-host brings up the fact that there's some sort of event that they both go to. Oh, you might see Paul there. Maybe you'll bring him a peace offering. She's like, yeah, maybe I'll bring him a pound of kiss coffee. Oh. And Paul comes back like this. I love it. Says, well, you know where you can put it. <laughs> oh, so man. uncalled for. So they, uncalled for. They, they all fucking die laughing. The co-host... <laughs> They hang up with Paul. Paul, thank you. Paul's like, yep, see you, bye. And even when they hang up, the co-hosts are going, wow, that was so uncomfortable. Yep. And one of them is like, you are such a dope, he says, yep. to, he says to her. And she's like, girl, you're something else or something, girl. You could hear it as, as the interview was fading away. They were like, they were pretty much being like, what? Dude, you got Paul Stanley on. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like you're a dope. You why, would you why would you tell your guest? that you don't think the band that he's in deserves to be in the hall of fame. Why? I, and I guarantee she'd probably be like, well, you know, Carmine, Carmine played with Jeff Beck. So, right. That's, but that's critic. That's a right. critic thing. Of course. That, that's right. what she's getting at. And Paul's oh, right. When he talks man. about who gives a fuck, some band was at CBGB and fucking, Oh, they were the first one to fucking wear a, a pink leather jacket in a fucking, right. Uh, a safety bin in their in their jeans right right and then right. i copied it on fucking the crazy nights album like, <laughs> right right like who cares he's right dude <sighs> whose albums are still selling oh my God. but i think this is fucking fascinating i, I love, love it. the breakdown i love paul being thinking on his two on on his feet that quickly these are the kind of things that i think are fun and interesting to break down yeah, we're going to break down more albums. Yeah, we're going to break down tours and stuff and have guests and interviews and stuff. But this shit is fun. And that's and the thing I love about this is to the re like if I played this to for like, you know, my wife, although my wife is she's a big Kiss fan. She knows about Paul and everything. But if you play this interview for like a non Kiss fan, like somebody that's not us, mm -hmm. not not do not listen to the show, like somebody that's not a real Kiss tard, for lack of a better word, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that was kind of that was an uncomfortable. interview. That was kind of weird. But because we know Paul, 
and we follow Paul, we know how he behaves and we know how he acts and his sensitivity, et cetera. It is, it's, it, it's just another fascinating piece of, of history. And it's kind of like that, that, that clip that we did not long ago with, with the argument that Paul and Gene had backstage on the revenge tour, or even the dynamics of Gene and Ace on the Don Lane show. And just, this is what we do. We love the band and we love picking apart every little aspect of it down to something like this that you guys may have never even heard of before. Yeah. That little fucking playfulness when Gene's yep. like, why do you, I, I don't appreciate that. Why are you doing that to me? Oh, that Keep was talking. Rough. Keep Matt, talking. What do you Matt, say? Remember, keep same going. thing. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Yep. Same like he thing. kept the same even tone. Like I'm better than you. I will not go down to your level. Exactly. People, I'm smart. And now people like and, me and I'm doggone it. I'm good enough. Fucking fascinating. See, yep. I'm not sure. I, I like, I still think there's part of me that Paul comes off great. That he's that quick. That he's smart, quick witted. Yeah. Yeah. And then this other part of me is like, Oh, 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 you don't want to do that to him. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. buddy. Yeah. And they're like, why? What, what, what's going to happen? Oh. That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And uh, it's just one of those. Oh, you don't want to feed the fucking gremlins at night and give them anything. Right? That's exactly right. That's a good. That's a great call. Yeah. Like, no, you're oh, right. boy. Yep. I really did it big this time. Um, but anyway, I we hope you like this. We hope you guys discuss it. I hope you watch this and look at the YouTube clip, listen to it and talk about it and break it down some more. I think it's a fun conversation and uh, I hope you guys continue with us on social media and uh, talk about it on all the posts that we put up. Mm -hmm. Tom, what we do next is we go to the kiss question of the week. That's right. And our kiss question of the week is brought to you, brought to us by our buddy, Joe Decker. Big fan who uh, also went to the Fozzie show. Uh, he went there uh, last week and he saw all those bands. He saw GFM and Crash Karma and all those crazy bands had an awesome time. So that was perfect timing. He saw them on Friday night, got to listen to our episode last Saturday about our review and everybody, you know, talking with Jericho and Farley. So that was great. But yeah, Joe Decker is with Fusion Tech Data and Electric. And our question of the week is brought to you by Fusion Tech Data and Electric. They are a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. And our question of the week comes from the aforementioned friend of the show and new Patreon member, Stevie Flythe. And he submitted his question through the website, which is awesome because you can go right on there and there's a contact form right there. Boom. Shoot us a message. So his question is about the rise to it video. And he says, do you think that Gene and Paul, when they put their makeup on in that video, ever thought about Eric Carr putting his makeup back on in that video? Or was the time period they were supposed to be portraying him before Eric came along? 
First of all, it's a great question, Stevie. But I hate to disappoint you. Reportedly, Paul and Gene had the makeup on, and they were supposed to be pretending that it was 1975, which obviously was before the Eric Kai era. Um, but I think that would have been interesting because you're right. It was the rise to it video, obviously off hot, hot in the shade with Eric Carr. Um, and it would have been interesting if they did do kind of, you know, the behind the scenes thing of them back in like 80, 81, 82. Um, but no, nope, it was 1975 reportedly. And I believe the video may show that. I'm not sure, but I know that there is some information. I remember there. the makeup, the video people were picking up the fact that the costumes were not that era. The costumes were not, not 1975. That's correct. You could see that the other two were supposed to be Ace and Peter. Yes. Yep. But the other aspect of it, wouldn't it have been interesting to find out that maybe they said to Eric, Oh, okay. uh, Why don't you and Bruce, well, you guys can pretend you're Peter and Ace. Maybe Eric said, I'm not putting on the cat man makeup. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he was asked Or if he said, I'm not doing it, or he said, hey, I'll put on the Catman makeup. You never know. Interesting. It would have been interesting to see what or yep. think yep. if he was asked. Yep. But that's a great question, Stevie. Thank you, buddy. And again, thank you for the Patreon. But that's a good question. You know what? Maybe we'll do a little bit more research on that. And maybe we'll maybe we'll start, you know, eventually picking apart the kiss videos. That's coming soon, believe me. So yeah. But a uh, great question. And uh, thank you, Fusion Tech, for sponsoring the question. Yeah, Joe Decker. Yeah, Joe Decker. Yeah, Stevie Fly. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Don't forget to catch our friend Stevie Flight on the flight. He's got a podcast out there. Make sure you give him some love. That's right. Yes. And uh, we'll be doing some country stuff with him. I'll be doing some more country music. Oh, boy. That could be yeah, I, know, I, know, I know that's interesting for you. That's okay. If you like it, you like it. That's cool. <laughs> Good for you. Um, Tom, where can people find us? Start off at our kick-ass awesome new website. Shout it out loudcast.com. You can find everything you need about our show there, all of our episodes, rankings, ARC, Zeppelin, all that stuff. Uh, you can comment on the rankings. You can check them out like Stevie did. You can send a submission in there, send a question, an email, anything. Please check it out. Use that. There's all kinds of links there for our Patreon, for our Amazon shop link. If you want some shout it out loudcast merch, of course, who doesn't want an awesome t-shirt or an awesome sticker like our buddy Jeff Kinsley, you can click on the merch link right there on our website. It's a one-stop shopping for all that. There are links to all of our friends, links to Jericho and Adam Mitchell, recent guest, all those guys. You can get it all right there. Um, and of course, our email address is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please email us. We love getting your emails. We try to read all of them during the show, but if we don't read them during the show, I can guarantee you that we read all of them. Uh, so please continue to do that. And of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, tag us, get involved, be part of that family with Kiss and shout out Loudcast. You can send us direct messages on all those too. Uh, and again, I did mention our, uh, if you want some shout out Loudcast merch, go through the website and click on that link. And Patreon, you guys are the best, patreon.com or the Patreon app, search for us. And uh, we're also proud to be part of that wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows. You can go on their website too and find us along with a ton of other great shows. You can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We appreciate those. We try to respond to as much as we can. We are not the type that are going to be like, Oh, what the fuck? Never. Before we started this show, Tom and I had a nice long shit on Twitter 
the Twitter oh, personalities out there. I think we need to do it as part of our stand-up act that we're going to be doing at Creatures Fest. And this was just a, this was this was just a rant about Twitter. It had nothing to do with podcasting or kiss or politics. It was just the general life of Twitter. Maybe it'll be a little secret bonus track at the end of this episode. Perhaps. Like a 90 CD. Perhaps. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube. channel, which uh, we're at almost near the 600 mark, which we appreciate if you can get us there. It's a big help to us. Uh, our, our family on YouTube has been growing and uh, a lot of fun. The, the comments there are always excellent. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that. And you can give us one of those five star, star. child reviews where you tell us about uh, how awesome this show is and how much you love us. Exactly. That's, always, that's always nice. And when we get one of those, we read them. Uh, every once in a while, we get some on our other channel, which is podchaser.com, which is about podcasts and stuff like that. And sometimes uh, people leave us one there. And we got one from Pinworm. Five-star review, the absolute Best Kiss podcast. No other Kiss podcast comes close. Thank wow. you, Pinworm. That is fantastic. Not to be confused with Pinheads and Patriots. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Remember that? <laughs> this week's Pinhead and Patriot. We got this Yahoo from downtown Baltimore. Well, geez, settle down, Bill. From Baltimore. <laughs> Said, why can't we give away free money to everybody? That'd be great. Well, we can't. <laughs> and uh, 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 Stephanie with the hot fucking pants and nice Oof. legs from uh, Boise, Idaho, says, Bill, I love your voice. She's a patriot. <laughs> back of the book segment. In the back of the book segment. Uh, <laughs> pinheads and patriots. Come on, Ducey. <laughs> Those were the good old days of cable news. <laughs> he used to play that those games with him, and he'd always have her him against like some hot chick. Oh, like, always like Lori Mar- Dew. Yeah, oh, yeah, Lord. totally sexually harassed her to oh, the point she fucking never was on TV ever again. Do you remember yeah. that friggin' chick? She had it should look like a total friggin' porn star, blonde chick, glasses. She was the body language expert. Oh, yes. Remember oh, her? Oh, remember yeah. her? He's like, Tell me more. What she really means. Tell me. Now, when she shifted to the right, what did that mean? (laughs) 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 Fucking horny old man. Anyway. And the poor guy cannot tweet because all he does, within four or five (laughs) comments, it's like, yeah, how's that lawsuit doing, Bill? Yeah, I've got 32 million reasons why you're wrong. (laughs) He just got busted again. Did you see that today? No. On Twitter. They have him screaming at some fucking poor person at JetBlue and everything. I mean, hey, that $32 million lawsuit must make you fly JetBlue now. Huh? How does it feel? Apparently, he was at the counters like, do you know who I am? Fucking pointing his finger like, I'll get you fired. What the fuck? fuck? It, we'll do a, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> it was one of those. You're fucking in trouble. I'm going to fucking get for your job. And the poor guy's like, dude, I don't even speak English. I can't understand the word you're saying. I'm in heads and patriots. I just worked the concession back there. I don't know why your plane is delayed. Fucking leave me alone. I'll have your I'll have your job. Okay. 
Bill fucking Riley. Oh god. I think I think our podcasting studio is bigger than his these days. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, oh, back on steering the car back into the lane, Tom. Um, again, those five star child reviews are always appreciated. Um, I always like to repeat the email. Um, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Send us any of your email comments, thoughts, and anything else you'd like to. And don't forget our wonderful new muffin ass uh podcast website. Shout it out loudcast.com shout it out loudcast.com and tom what we usually do is end with famous last words you got any for us of course i do well of course i do when you feel so hot that you can't hold still and you don't know how you're gonna get your fill send an sos baby I'm your man. If I don't make good honey, no one can. Ooh. Well, this is a Tom favorite right here. Uh-oh. Sometimes when the days get rough, don't want to quit because it's much too tough. I'll be around when the others are counting you out. You need me so bad. Love that song, fucking brutal. And I love the Tommy actually outro. Oof. Oh, Yuck. fucking great. Yuck. Oh, fucking great. Oh. Kiss Army, Loudcasters, Tom, Radio Chick, Carmine, over here. Love you guys. Thank you very much. You guys are the best. Everybody out there, love you guys. I want to hear what you guys think of this episode. If you heard about this interview before, uh, Radio Chick, uh, Sociopath Stanley, you guys are the best. <laughs> and Zeus, as always, thank you. And the funny thing is, we actually like all the people involved in this. I'm not insulting Paul Stanley. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just giving him a diagnosis. Uh, we love fucking Carmine and we love fucking Paul. Yep. Maybe we need to be diagnosed. Oh, we do. Oh, definitely we do. Yeah. But I can't do that. You can't self-diagnose. It's inappropriate. The fact that we find the Mr. Feces story fucking life-altering and yeah. that in of itself should label us crazy. Well, anyways, peace out, Girl Scout. So Tom and I, we were talking about Twitter before we went on live and we were talking about the, the, the Twitter personalities out there, the kind that go like, uh, for instance, Hey, I'm a Democrat and I want to see Joe Biden win. Who else wants to see him win? Ooh, raise oh, hand emoji, <laughs> raise hand emoji. Or, or, or like, you know, or you'll have somebody you could tell it's like some bot accounts, like some hot chick and the Twitter handle is like, you know, titty girl 101 or something. <laughs> How many of you have had a broken heart? Oh, me. 
I oh. have. Oh, I'll be your boyfriend. I'll please, Muggins. please. Oh, oh. oh. Well, the send, other a, one. send a prayer for me. My son just committed suicide this morning. They but I had a, the fucking internet, you fucking psychopath. But I had a tweet about it first. Yeah. Or, or I, I like uh, the, the the other one, the, the other one that we love. Someone told me I look old. What do you guys think? Oh, no, you're beautiful. Oh, you're so pretty. That guy's crazy for saying that. You don't look any older than 65. I'm 42. <laughs> Dude, there, there's all it's, that shit. Oh, tell me, fucking, if 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 you want to see people be treated with respect, like below. Oh, fuck! Oh, fucking, that's gonna change the world. Hit that like button. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene shouldn't be in Congress. Raise your hand if you agree with me. Oh, I do, I do. Oh. Joe Biden's not qualified to be president. If you want to see Donald Trump come back, like this post. Oh, fuck! <laughs> or, or I like this other one. You get a, you get a picture of this chick. Happy birthday to me. This is fifty. Oh, happy birthday! You look beautiful. Oh, wonderful to you. Oh, I've got a lot of going on right now. I just need. I just need send a prayer to me. Oh, fucking here it comes. Oh, fuck. Dude, it, it's 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 hilarious. Call a friend. Yeah, really. You need attention. Call really? a friend if you really need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Do you guys watch movies with the lights on or off? <laughs> Click below and tell me what you do. Oh, oh, will you watch a movie with me if I answer? You think that pineapple should be on pizza? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh click baiting motherfuckers or the other ones. Ooh, I'm gonna put an emoji of eyes. Ooh, what, is, what oh, do I mean? Yeah. I'm so cryptic. Ooh. Yeah. If you stand for Ukraine, put the flag in your profile. <laughs> stand for Ukraine. <laughs> oh. Sometimes life can be real tough. Oh, what's wrong? What can I do? Are you okay? Just listen to some music. It'll make you feel better. Raise your hand if you like music. <laughs> Raise your hand if you like indoor plumbing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, we could do this all day. Seriously. All fucking the, day. How many Twitter character profiles we just ran through? Like 20. Of, there's about 100 more. Next time any oh. of you guys fucking see something like that, retweet and put S I O L or something. Honestly, yeah, just just put that because you know because it's out there. Oh my god! All the fucking please look at me, give me attention. Oh, Unbelievable! What's your favorite band to make love to with the music <laughs> in the background? Tell me below. Oh, why? <laughs> why? Oh, jeez. Fucking yeah! Please, this is going to be the new thing now. Now people are going to be like, oh. oh. <laughs> You're going to see us do the fucking jerk it off. And- oh. <laughs> oh, you're beautiful on the inside. Yeah. yeah, you weigh 400 pounds on the outside, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I need a hug today. Oh, here you go. Oh. <laughs> Sending you a hug from across the miles. <laughs> oh.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.